What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the Wild Card NFL Playoff episode. It's a good one. We're breaking down every Wild Card game. We're giving out our picks. You won't want to miss this one. Thank you for your continued support, and let's go. by Bad News Media. It is January 14th. We are back for NFL Wild Card Weekend, which is exciting, but also sad mm-hmm. at the same time because the season's coming down. We know yada, yada, yada. How are we doing today? Good, sir. I'm doing well. How are you? Eh, not too bad. I'm, I'm getting pretty primed for what could tee up to be a very fun Saturday in Cincinnati. We got Biggie's basketball kicking the day off at noon, Xavier Creighton. I will be there. And then Bengals versus Raiders. We're going to talk about the game, obviously, but that's at 4.30. If they win, this city is going to burn to the ground. Um, the meme that I love still, because it is so funny, but in the history of the world, nobody has ever sent a text saying the Bengals have won a playoff game because their last playoff one was in 1991, and text message wasn't invented until 1992. So the city is primed like a keg to explode this weekend. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to jinx them, but... I. I like their odds, I'd say. I think I think it could be a big weekend for you. I hope so. In your city. Yes. I, I won't count the blessings yet. I'm, I'm converting into a Bengals fan for the Saturday slot, and I'm going right back to the Bucks because who doesn't want to celebrate? If you're, if you're a transplant in a city, you always want those teams to do well so you can just go out and rage. Um, and I'm getting yeah. older, so my window is, is, is slowly closing for that, those prime years of uh, going downtown after a big win. But it's going to be hopefully – Fingers crossed, a good Saturday, and we will break down that game in full. Um, I guess we should probably just start with it. It is the first game on the card. It is, yeah. Bengals-Raiders, minus 4.5, over-unders 49.5. This game, I think, this is my initial read on it, has the potential to be the most exciting game, I think, of the weekend. It could also be a stinker, but I think the potential out of all these games, when I look at this game... I get the most excited if I remove the fact that I'm in the city and it could set up for a prime time. If I was just watching it anywhere, I feel like this has the chance to be a very exciting game. Where are you at with this one? I, I kind of agree, actually. And it's funny because I was talking to someone uh, at work earlier and they're a casual football fan. And I was like, casual fans probably think like the Raiders Bengals just like hearing that, like, it's not really a good one. And, and I'm like, like telling them, like, believe it or not, this is a good game. And I, I, I agree. I think this could be a fun game. Um, a lot of points scored potentially. They've already played. Bengals kind of like their ass already. Um, yeah. But this is a different Raiders team. This is a Raiders team that's been through a lot. Um, I've decided through this season, um, I want Derek Carr on my team. He's great. He's just he's a great leader. Um, he's just, he's good with his, just his words, I'd say, just in his interviews and stuff. I, I like Derek Carr a lot. Um, but still, in my opinion, I'm leaning towards the Bengals here. I just think this team is. They're too fun. They're they're young. They're fast, explosive on offense. Their defense, it's not awesome, but it's it's pretty good. Um, they're average, I'd say. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, and I just I, I I like them to probably cover four and a half. I it started a couple of days ago. I think I saw this at one point. It was at like six. Yep. Um. So I mean, I I love catching them here at four and a half. Four and a half, you know, that weird number. We don't really like it very much, <laughs> but um, I still think. This is crazy. I think the Bengals can win by five in a playoff game. <laughs> I don't <laughs> hate it. Wild prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. I also uh, I like your take about Derek Carr. He has sneakily been very good. Like he has those blunders of games. Most quarterbacks yeah. do in this league, if we're being honest. He seems to catch a lot more flack than most do for those blunders, and doesn't seem to get the same recognition and praise for his sort of excellence. I mean, he's holding together this team with bubblegum and duct tape essentially at this point. He's playing yeah. pretty well with not a ton of weapons around him. I mean, Darren Waller, obviously, we know, fantastic weapon, but he's been banged up. And then your next best option since the tragic events that, you know, unfolded with rugs is Hunter Renfro. Like, <laughs> yep. it's not it's not great. Um, and the offensive line has played good at times, but it's also played bad. And they've been exciting. I mean, they they this is a team that I found myself rooting for more and more as the season went on. 
just because of the story and what they had overcome, and Derek Carr, to be honest. I don't know why. I just, in years past, I've kind of written him off, but this year I just, I found myself rooting a little bit harder for Derek Carr. Um, and he's been sneakily putting together a fantastic season, I think. So I would also, if I yeah. were you, want him on my team as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's had a great season. There's been a bit of like a bit of a turnover, turnover issue and all that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, that, that comes when you're slinging the ball, you know, 40 times the game. Um, but yeah, he just just he seems to be just holding the whole team together, kind of. That's kind of just seems to be what he's doing. Ever since what happened with Ruggs, you know, losing Gruden, um, they just had another DUI like two weeks ago, which is yep. getting ridiculous, by the way. Um, but um, he just seems to be kind of holding that team together. Um, but I don't think it's enough, probably. To I don't think so too, or even really win. There are some things that make me nervous about backing the Bengals, but I, I still think I'm going to go that way. You know, the Bengals, like you said, they're young, they're fun, they've got a swagger to them and an energy where, you know, if we were handicapping any other team in this scenario, I might say I'm a little nervous about the youngness in this first playoff experience, but you've got Joey B who's played on massive stages before and gives off that vibe that, like, he's not really phased by this type of thing. Same thing with Jamar Chase and a lot of these other younger stars on the team. My concerns are sort of around Joe Burrow's health. How healthy would that knee be? They're keeping it sort of quiet. He got another week to rehab. It's his other knee than low on last year, which is nice. And then the other fear I have, and I've given Zach Taylor a ton of flack. I, people are I roasting me <laughs> because he's in the playoffs. I still think he's been better than I've given him credit for, but I also don't think he's as good as some other people have given him credit for. They're somewhere in the middle of that, those two points, I think, is where Zach Taylor lies. But I am nervous. He says he's learned from a lot of experiences this year. He's young. But I am nervous about the Zach Taylor, the part of him that tends to turtle and play less aggressive. And I think that's not what this team is built for. This team is built to be aggressive. This team is built to put the ball in Joey B's hands and take advantage of kind of teams and their ability to really do whatever they want in the passing game for the most part. And I feel like if they turtle and they aren't as aggressive, this game becomes a lot more winnable for Vegas in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The other thing that makes me slightly nervous is Crosby's ability to just eat this offensive line alive. Because if they can just get natural pressure with Crosby, that changes the complete dynamic for this Raiders defense. Because Joe Burrow is great with a clean pocket, and he's great against the blitz. But he has shown the one area he probably struggles with at this point in his career is when you're getting natural pressure and you're able to drop everybody else back into pass coverage. He hasn't done great there. And Crosby in the rematch, or not the rematch, the first meeting, had his best game as far as win win rate. Um, so I am nervous about his ability to eat. But then I could flip the side, and there's a lot of wide receivers that should be able to eat. Like Jamar Chase, if you single him up, obviously he's going to do crazy. But I'm thinking like the T. Higgins Boyd, there's banged up there. But in that middle of the field, I think they can also prosper great. So there's a lot of fun matchups here. Yeah, Definitely. So that, I am going to go, you know what, we're going to go Bengals. We're going to mark it down. I'm going to take the Bengals at four and a half. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going on this. Um, <laughs> we should also mention, you mentioned the rematch. Every one of these games, for football fans who haven't really been paying attention to the casual one, everyone except for 49ers-Cowboys is a rematch from previous, mm-hmm. earlier in the season, which is, I think, kind of interesting. Um, I think that, unfortunately, sure. you have to be careful if you're a casual better because you don't want to read too much into the first game. Some of these games happen pretty early in the season. Teams have changed. Dynamics have changed. So, you know, maybe hear us out. We'll, we'll get you covered there. A rematch that is looking somewhat similar. Weather's going to be very, very cold. Not as windy, though, ideally. Pat's Bills, the line is at four, over under 44 and a half. We saw the Patriots and what they did in that first game, and then the Bills came back and they answered strong in their rematch. Where do you make this game? How do you go about judging this contest this time around for the third, for the trilogy of this, the year? Yeah, um, I, I think that second game was more accurate of where these teams are, in my opinion. I, the first game was obviously just heavily weather impacted. Um, while this game is going to be frigid, it, it does. I mean, the winds I said, saw were like 10 to 20 miles an hour. That that's nothing for a Josh Allen arm, right. um, or really any NFL arm, to be honest. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to be you know, other than them being you know freezing their asses off. I, I think they're going to throw the ball around. Um, obviously, you know, Bill Belichick, that coaching experience in the playoffs, that's something you got to be you know concerned about for the Bills. But I, I like them to probably cover here. I just think they're way more explosive on offense. 
if they get out to a lead early, I don't think the Pats are going to be able to catch up or really cover. Um, but that's the thing that just, I think Belichick, it just kind of depends on, you know, how does he get that defense ready to go against, you know, the Bills offense. I think, you know, just Diggs is going to be able to go off though. Yep. I'm leaning that way, you know, I can't decide on the total though. The total, like, I want to say under just because, you know, it's these two teams meeting, but I can also just see the Bills putting up a lot of points. And, and the Pats, you know, still putting up, you know, 17 to 20 themselves. So I, I can't decide on that total. The total is tough. I'm with you because there's part of me, the part that I'm having, one of the few parts I'm having trouble with is the Brian Dable effect. Like, he's clearly up for coaching jobs. We have tons of vacancy. Go figure in the NFL. Like, what's new? There's seven new vacancies. That feels like every offseason. Um, and he is up for one of those. He's going to be up and interviewing for those. So does, you know, that distract him or does it kind of have him really open it completely up? Because if you, you know, put up 30, 30 points against the Pats, it's a pretty good resume builder um, to getting a job. If you really open this offense up um, and really pour it on them, or is he distracted by this and does that weigh heavy on his mind? I, I don't know if you uh, you have an opinion on it, but it, that's a part that I am struggling with because I can totally see them opening it up and destroying it, but I can also see him because he's been known to have some duds this season, especially calling games offensively where it just is like, what, what are you even trying to do? I don't understand your identity here from the Bills' point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of do agree. It's just like they can't figure out what they want to go with. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. There is one thing I do think that could be a big element here. You know, I don't know if you saw the Bart Scott thing. People blew that hugely out of proportion where he's like, I think it's because, you know, people, he said a Viagra and everybody in the media is like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Um, <laughs> but he told him to take Josh Allen to take some Viagra. He's mentioned he has some issues with blood circulation in the cold. I mean, Chad Ochocinco has been said that was like his secret sauce is <laughs> taking a little Viagra yeah. before the game. I think getting Josh Allen running the ball more here in this matchup, get that man advantage, get his legs going. Like he's got a cannon of the arm. We know that he can cut through the wind. Diggs owned his matchup the second time around with Jackson. Like he went Diggs is, I don't know if this is a hot I don't I don't know if I totally agree with this. I'm not the one who came up with this take, but I saw it this week and I've been entertaining it. That Diggs is actually better than Tyreek Hill. I don't know if I'm willing to to say that just yet, but he's damn good. And he's very he's just super smooth. He's yes. his route running is just so crisp. It's I mean, you watch it, it's like it's like beautiful to watch. It's it's insane. It's poetry in motion. I don't know if I'm ready yeah. to fall on the take that I saw. I forget who made it that he's better than Tyree Kill just yet, yeah, but I don't know. he is a monster. So I think he's going to win his one-on-one matchups. You know, the Patriots' game plan, I think, is the exact same. Have the Bills stop the run and make you throw the ball. Otherwise, you're going to keep going at it. And that's the part that messes with the total in my mind because I can see the Bills putting up some numbers here. But if the Pats are eating clock, if they're dictating yeah. time of possession here and eating away – that kind of screws the total for me. I, I don't know what to make it heads and tails on that side. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know what to do on that side. Yeah. Tough. It's a tough side, but I do like the bills. I think I'm going to wait to see if this number moves a little bit more, um, than where it's at at four. I don't think it's going to, but yeah, I think I like the bills as well. <laughs> That's where we're going to go. We're going to go to my game. Now this game is interesting this is going to be i think mm-hmm. you know teasers are tough in the playoffs there's not as many opportunities but a line at eight and a half definitely opens itself you know i don't hate teasing you know potentially the bucks here and raiders or something like that giving my hand away a little bit here but this game i am let's put it this way my bucks should win but the eagles make me relatively nervous um this is a team they're the only team in the playoffs that doesn't have a win against a playoff team. They're a team that only has one win against a team with a winning record, and that was the Saints, and they got that win when the Saints imploded with COVID. Um, but this is a team, we saw it last year, mobile quarterback gives the buck issues. And I'm talking about Tyler Haneke. If Jalen Hurt comes out and says, says, fuck it, and just kind of let plays loose, that makes me a little bit nervous. This is a team, too, that has changed its stripes since they played the Bucks. Now it kind of plays to our favor. There's some injuries on the Bucks. Where are you at this before I kind of give my deep dive into this one? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this game to me, you look when they played earlier this season, 
it's kind of Bucks went out real, you know, Bucks went out like 21 nothing or something real fast. The Eagles kind of fought back late. Um, I don't even know if they backed or covered or not. I can't remember. Um, but this game, yeah, they came in me, late. Yeah, this game to me has backdoor cover written all over it. I'm not really concerned about the Bucks losing or the Bucks even feeling threatened of losing, but I could see them getting out to, you know, like a 24-10 lead and maybe, maybe you know, you get up to like 27-10 and you'll still scores two touchdowns or something like that. Um, but I don't know. It's tough to say. One thing I'm concerned is, you know, Tampa, obviously, you guys have some injuries. Um, you're down at wide receiver because you know you have a lunatic um yes and so <laughs> that's one thing i'm a little concerned about is just like is everything okay with the bucks i mean i know you know obviously you have the greatest quarterback and the greatest player of all time you know if he can lead a team through any sort of adversity he can but just you, you kind of just wonder um but i think i'm actually going to take the Eagles here plus eight and a half I, I i think it's just a backdoor cover game written all over it um but i still like your bucks to win pretty easily yeah i like my bucks if you're going to tease them and i think i like the eagles for the backdoor as well and i think there's a couple reasons for that you hit on it injuries is a big thing now defensively we're getting healthier one thing that you know hurt us in the first matchup when they did kind of come back a little bit there is we're banged we were banged up in the secondary you know we're gonna have Winfield healthier Murphy uh, Murphy Bunning went out in that game Dean was injured we're getting all we're getting we're healthier in the secondary you know Levante David may play something to watch for he's gonna be I think a big key but we're also getting Shaq Barrett and JPP back who are huge at setting the edge are Big, big factors for this defense. We have speed at the linebacking core that if Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles want to go design run with him or they want to kind of implore that first read and then take off offense, which that makes me nervous. I'd like to have Levante David in for that because the sideline to sideline speed with him and uh, Devin White is just like ungodly um, in the NFL. So, you know, anytime we can have that duo fully healthy is always great. Um but offensively, you hit it. That is the part that makes me nervous, not so much for this game, but just the longevity. We're trying to go back-to-back Super Bowl champs, which hasn't happened since the early 2000s with Tom and the Patriots. Tom clearly made his bones you know, playing with less than above-average talent offensively. Now, there are those years where you had Randy Moss, you had Aaron Hernandez and Grock going, but then there were years where he's winning Super Bowls with nothing and making guys better. And I think he's going to have to pull that magic a little bit here with Chris Godwin down, A.B., who we know has just gone off and did what AB does type of deal. Um, and I think it opens up some opportunity for some young guys, guys to look out for. Tyler Johnson. I am very excited to watch him. I think he has a ton of untapped potential. I say untapped because he just hasn't had a ton of opportunities, but he has played decent when he's played, so I'm looking for him to step yep. up. We signed Brown. Looking for him to come in and place. We're going to get Leonard Fournette back. A guy who could have an absolute monster game in this game is Gronk because I think the Eagles are vulnerable in the middle of that field. Soft cover. They play a soft. They're not very aggressive. Brady loves that shit. So I'm not super. I'm not super worried about our matchup offensively going against their defense. I think there could be times where we struggle, but the offense is or the offensive line is got great continuity. We're solid there. Brady will dink and dunk it, cut you up by a million pieces if you're going to play soft, which the Eagles love to play. They're not super aggressive. We saw Cox and Sirianni come after the defensive coordinator early in the season for not being aggressive. And while they got a little bit more aggressive, they're still super soft. Mike Evans and him have had a weird relationship. They are hit or miss, which is odd. I don't really understand that in the slightest. But like, the nice thing about the Bucks is we've had a ton of depth, but the depth is going to be challenged. This I think this is a good first challenge. I am nervous about our longevity in the playoffs. The things that make me nervous are the adjustment at wide receiver, timing with Tom, but, you know, I think that nerve will settle down. It's more, if Jalen Hurt does the one read take off, JPP and Shaq should seal the edges fine, but it's, you know, if Levante David isn't healthy there, is that a way they could take advantage of keeping this number? Because the Eagles and Eagles fans, I mean, it's right. We, we came on here and we talked about it. When they started the season, they were pass-heavy. Hugely pass heavy. Did not define their team. Since the Bucks game and that bye, they've been the most efficient and most run heavy offense in the league. You can't do that against the Bucks. You're going up against a brick wall. Via V and fucking that defensive line and linebacker core will eat you alive unless you can get them deep into drives, high tempo. That stuff makes me nervous. But like I said, teaser, love teasing Bucks down. If not, 
I kind of like your Eagles backdoor. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I, I kind of just rambled there, but that's how I view this No, game. you're good. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right, cool. Let's talk 49ers-Cowboys. This game, I <laughs> I love this game. There's so many matchups because we can have so many pr- – well, this is high risk, high reward for me because I have been very outspoken about these two coaches in not positive ways. <laughs> and I can, I'm can i going to be wrong or right in a couple ways here. The line is at 3.5, over-unders 51.5. I mean – this is prove a games for both coaching staffs. Prove to yeah. me, Mike McCarthy, you're not an idiot and aren't going to fumble the bag here. And Kyle Shanahan, prove it to me that you are the genius that you are and a good head coach because there should be opportunities here for your 49ers offense matchup-wise to succeed, I think. So it's a big mm-hmm. prove it game from the coaching standpoint. How do you feel going into this one? Yeah, I agree. You're right about both coaching staffs just kind of having to prove things here. And this is a tough game for me because I feel like the trendy thing to do that everyone is saying is, you know, take the Niners on like the money line. Everyone thinks the Niners are going to win. I mean, obviously me being a Washington fan, I hope to God the Niners win. Uh, (laughs) But I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, They do have some awesome matchups. I mean, Debo Samuel is just an absolute freak of nature. He's the most physical wide receiver I think we've seen in like years, maybe. I mean, yeah. He, he's, and I mean, he he could start a running back. Um, I mean, he could do it all. Um, I'm unreal in open space, like I, unbelievable. I, I want, <laughs> yeah, unreal. Um, I am like a sort of semi South Carolina football fan, so I watched him in college. He was a beast then, but I did not think he was going to be this good. I I mean, I thought he was going to be good, but not this good. He's yep. he's he's a monster. So I, I like him matched up against any. Dallas defensive back. Um, definitely Diggs. Everyone, everyone loves Diggs. And Diggs is a good player, but you put a big physical receiver against him like that, I, you know, he'll play a little different. But gives up a lot of yards. He plays, yards. And he plays yeah. soft coverage. He's looking for the home yeah. run game-changing play, which just means you can beat him up because he is playing yeah, soft coverage. <laughs> and, you know, Diva's smart. You know, the thing that worries me about, obviously, is Jimmy Jane's decision-making is not always the best, especially early in games. Jimmy yep. G is like, I don't know what he's doing. So that's concerning, especially against the Dallas defense, that they take the opportunities. They are fast. Um the thing that Dallas can't beat, in my opinion, are good offenses. Um, and that's where, like, the Niners, they're good offense, but they're not, like, maybe I should rephrase. Dallas can't beat good quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think Jimmy G's a great quarterback, so that's the issue. Um, I, and then I, I'm worried about, uh, I can't even talk, the Niners' <laughs> pass defense against Dallas's pass offense. That's concerning to me. So I'm probably leaning Cowboys here. But just, like, the way I am, I might just put, put money on the money line for the Niners because I hate Dallas. But I, I, I'm not with everyone on that trendy Niners pick quite as quite as much. This this has got to be sort of a pain, and I apologize for saying this, but at the same time, this kind of got to be a pain game for you because yeah, <laughs> you got the Cowboys like the on Niners one side, and then you got the Niners, but you also got Trent Williams, who's just a reminder of a guy if he plays, and that's a big, uh, like one of my kind of highlighted areas, a guy who was on your team who was going to be a Hall of Famer is like arguably one of the best tackles the game has seen he's up there past decade i mean it's a lot i feel like this is a bad one yeah. for you <laughs> yeah I, yeah i don't like the niners i don't like kyle shanahan trent williams i i'd like trent but i also don't like trent at the same time yeah just uh, like what could have been yeah, if a yeah. doctor wasn't an asshole for the, <laughs> for the football yeah. team <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah it, it's not a great game for me yeah i don't like the niners either at all yeah this is a tough one for you i'm yeah. <laughs> i thought about that when i looked at this I'm like oh that's a brutal i mean the next two games we're going to talk about the other one's brutal for all football fans make your eyeballs bleed oh my god but <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute but yeah it is definitely the trendy pick and i think i like the 49ers but there's some things that have to happen in order for me to really like them yeah. you know the first and most, you kind of hit on it with the Jimmy G thing. He can't turn over the ball because Dallas plays an aggressive style of offense. And if he's patient, or offense, defense, and if he's patient, there are going to be opportunities for some big plays against this team, especially with Kittle and uh, Debo. Those dudes are going to, they're going to have the opportunities, but you just have to be patient. You can't, you know, you got to take the sack or you got to throw away the ball. You can't be panicking in the face of pressure, which he does against the Blitz, and turn over the ball. Some so of his throws are terrible. like how did you make it to the nfl like how are you like we might mortgage a franchise for you type of guy (laughs) like it's bad and when you look at his advanced stats against pressure it's like you make like zach wilson look like a franchise quarterback at this point like it's it's pretty bad so the one most important part is jimmy g's performance i think 
and just being patient because Kyle Shanahan, for as much crap we give him, he is going to dial some things up that have some big-time ability against this defense and the aggressiveness they play with, especially from a blitzing standpoint. So it's just being patient. I say 1A is Trent Williams playing. Like, if Trent Williams doesn't play, the word I've heard is he's kind of could play or could not play. If he doesn't play, this could be a long day for the 49ers. Um, Yeah. But if he plays, okay, now you're starting. Now I'm starting to like it. And then the other thing I very much like, and I think it's going to be something to look at. I know I gave you a bad player prop with the Bengals who cannot cover tight ends, but Kelsey did not go off like I was hoping he will. It happens. I do think Kittle can go off in this game. The Cowboys have shown soft in the middle of the field. The Cowboys are giving up an insane amount of yak yards. They are like fourth worst in the NFL, I think, for yards after catch. They are atrocious when it comes to yards per completion. They're fourth worst in yards gained per completion from a defensive standpoint, and they're first fourth worst in yak yards total on the season. So they are not very good after the catch. Kittle gets a lot of yards after the catch. So if you can get him the ball, he could have himself a monster game. Same with Samuels. So these are parts where, and we talked about the Diggs factor. Diggs gives up for as many interceptions as he does in game-changing moments, which are great. I mean, that is a good way to erase some pretty bad numbers as far as yards given up if you can change a game, which he can, but that offers opportunity. So once again, falls on Jimmy G to just be patient. The play will present itself. But then you also hit it on the head with the Dallas side of the things. I am super interested with Kellen Moore because this is a guy who it seems like this Cowboys offense lights the season up, and maybe you have a better read on this than I do because I can't figure it out. But they start off the season so well, and then it's generally like right around the bye week. I don't know if it's defenses figuring them out, if it's Kellen Moore going a little bit more rush-heavy, which it kind of feels like, but it feels like the offense just kind of tapers off and starts to regress every year as the season kind of progresses. For an offense that is loaded and is like, the best way I can describe it is it's all pasta, no sauce. Like this, this offense to really be cooking, and they're just missing something there. Yeah, I mean, they, they do kind of seem to do that a lot. I mean, they have dealt with, you know, Cooper and Gallup always getting nicked up. Yeah, injuries are a big part of that. That's true. Yeah, and they, they say Zeke has never been healthy this year. But still, I mean, they did seem to just kind of, like they were they were tearing it up through through October. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yep. Um, but yeah, then they kind of just kind of like plateaued, kind of like went down, kind of seemed to be coming back. But yeah, they, they do seem to do that. Like that Cardinals game. Like, Fourth yeah. quarter, they turned it on. But for the first mm-hmm. three quarters, they were atrociously bad offensively. And it was like, I don't, like, my brain can't even compute it because it's like, I get that there are some injuries, and that will definitely do it. But the amount of talent you have oh, in the so scheme talented. you're running, it's like the, you were fumbling the bag. And go, there are times where, like, they look on fire. Like you said, through October, they were cooking. Yeah. But then it cuts this. So that is the part. Can they be kind of... I think you got to let Dak be Dak. I think you got to be a little bit pass-heavy, aggressive, because this, like you said, the 49ers can give up some pass yards. And then I think the Cowboys do it. So I am going to wait for the, the Trent Williams news. I think if Trent Williams is playing, knowing me, I'm going to go 49ers plus the three. I may tease them to nine with the Bucks. May. It's a strong maybe. So make sure you're following at Trophy Kids Pod on Twitter and Instagram. But... <laughs> Um, and tease them through the seven number. But I think if Trent Williams is out, I think Dallas is the play here. I, I just think because you need two other things to happen for the 49ers to cover this number. And I'd rather Trent. I feel safer if Trent is, is playing in this game, yeah. which sounds weird. But I think he's honestly the most important player to this offense. Uh, it, I mean, he will shut down the left side, whoever's rushing. Like, yeah. You don't even have to worry about him, and then you could just help on the other side. Another player who we don't talk—I know we talk about Brady and Whitworth because they're way up there and performing at an insane level. But this guy, like age, does not seem to be a factor for Williams at all. <laughs> like, no, I mean, he took, he took a whole year off. Yeah, <laughs> and he came back and is like right on it. Didn't miss a beat. It annoys me because I feel like he gets way more attention now. He's in San Fran. I was like, he's always been that good. Oh yeah. Always been the best left tackle in the NFL. <laughs> Monster for like a decade now, he has been the best left tackle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone knew he was good in Washington, but he was not considered the best. And I was like, he's the best. Yeah, <laughs> like, still one of my all-time favorite. Was that with Sherman? Because I'm gonna punch yeah. him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a classic. <laughs> Just lights him up. Did you see yeah. the, the? Oh yeah, I sent it to you. The Marshawn Lynch might be doing Thursday night, or he's interviewing. Oh man, what a treat. <laughs> 
Thursday night's going to be off the chains. It's on Amazon Prime. Do they have rules for language on Amazon Prime? Like, let's hope not. <laughs> if not, they better they better have a dump button. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Like, it might get old by the end of the season. Yeah. I doubt it because I love that man. But holy shit, are there going to be some funny games with yeah. Marshawn Lynch as the color commentator? It's going to be great. Can't wait. Oh. We need some like old. Who should be his side by side guy? I want to say Al Michaels, but he might play it off a little too cool. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> we need some like loser, play by play guy, like old stuffy white guy, and then Marshawn yeah, Lynch. That's the You're right. That would be a funny dynamic. It would be. What if you brought like Dick Stockton back? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stockton's like 81 years old. <laughs> the last couple of years, he's seemed kind of confused throughout the game. Yep. And then he's got Marshawn Lynch to the right of him. That'd be great. He's like, man, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that's what we need, Amazon Prime. Make it happen, Jeff. Make it happen, yep. Bezos. Yep. Go a long way in my book to supporting your overthrow of our uh, world here. <laughs> the world. Yeah. All right, um, on to just a stinker. We needed a little laugh before we get to this game that makes my eyes want to bleed. I have never cheered more harder for it. That was terrible English right there. I've never cheered more for a tie in my life. Like, this is not soccer. This is football. We need wins here. But, man, did I not want the Steelers to put get into this one. We both have stats that prove why we don't want this team in here. I know everybody Pittsburgh-wise going to be pissed at us because they're on Big Ben fan tour. Can we also, like, stop being like, this is a great dude off the field? Like, I think we all kind of know that's not true. Like, he's a great player, Hall of Famer, going to go into the Hall of Fame. But, like, probably not the – probably should kind of – dial not a Hall of Fame person. Yeah, probably should dial back the, like, better off the field or, like, talking about his off the field. Let's just stay with the on the field conversation when it comes to Big Ben. Um yeah. The line's at 12 and a half. It's a double dog favorite. Or not double dog. Double digit favorite. I was going to say, is that a term I've never heard? <laughs> no. Should what make it one. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I just, I can't speak right. English. This this game has yeah. made my brain go to mush. 46 and a half is the total. How are we doing with this one, bud? Because I am, uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. I... I almost want to apologize. I feel like I spoke it into existence. It's reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, since you like week did. eight. Like week eight, I sorry, I just said the Steelers suck, and I just kept going with that. And I mean, even the game against the Ravens was terrible. It was so hard to watch. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna happen. Like we, we're gonna have to deal with this. Um, this game's probably gonna suck. I like the total because I think the Chiefs are. I, mean, I like the over because the Chiefs are probably gonna put up forty. Um, so, a real possibility. I like that part. I like that part. Um, the first half spread is seven, which I love because I, I think I texted you. Like in the last six games, in the last six games, the Steelers have outscored sixty-nine to nineteen in the first half, while the Chiefs have outscored their opponents one sixteen to fifty-one. So I'll take the Chiefs minus seven in the first half. Yep. I'll take the Chiefs minus twelve and a half in the game. I mean. Part of me wants to, I haven't looked at it, but look at the odds and what I can get if I, you know, go to minus 14, minus 16. I think they're going to crush them. You know, if I can get plus money on that, which you would get, um, I just, I don't see how this game could be close. I I really don't. Unless like Mahomes is a big Ben fan and wants to be kind of nice and only trying (laughs) to kick his ass. I I don't know. It's fair. Um, (laughs) I, I think there's like, we saw Hill kind of limping at the end of the game. He's listed as questionable. I don't know the severity to his injury. Same with Kelsey's a little banged up, and your your running backs, two running backs are questionable. But as long as they're like seventy five percent, I'm with you. I don't I don't yeah. see how this is close. Big Ben, you listed off those stats. Perfect. Like I am betting the first half for sure. The one that I had is the Steelers made the playoffs in a season in which they ran fewer plays with a lead than the Texans. The Houston Texans. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy. This team is garbage, but they turn it on in the like fourth quarter for whatever reason. So yeah. um, they have been known to do that. There's a little concern. The Chiefs, I don't similar to my Bucks, I 
if I'm a Chiefs fan, I am nervous about the ability because your ambitions are Super Bowl about getting there. Your defense is regressing the last couple of weeks. Not great. Mm-hmm. After playing well and firming up, your offense is starting to get a little bit little banged up. There's some vulnerabilities with this team. It's just the Steelers, I they just don't have the ability to take advantage of those. And like TJ Watt's a phenomenal player. He deserved player of the year. His sacks are insane. You know, people can shut up. He did it in a shorter, like a shorter period of time than Michael Strahan technically did with his, in, like how many games he actually played this season. I know it's an 18 game season. He didn't play all 18 games. So like chill out. Um, TJ Watt's a monster, but like yeah. I, it's hard when I was looking at this game to make really outside of like maybe a backdoor cover, maybe, but I wouldn't be fearful of that until that number got to 14. So, like, mm-hmm. if we're under 13, I'm pretty okay with it. Um, like you said, unless Mahomes just shows up and lays a dookie in his pants, I don't know what we're going to – I don't know how this is going to happen. These teams met on December 26th, and at halftime, the score was 25-0. to zero. Yeah. I mean, and then that, it started, at the start of the fourth quarter, the score was 29-3. to three. I mean, sorry, no, wait, I can't do math. 30-3. to three. And this is a this is an off or defense in the Steelers that is not very good from a pass perspective. I mean, they can get really bullied here. And the offense, I mean, they're off like a herd of turtles. It's the slowest thing I've ever seen. So they're off. I don't know. I don't know what to like. I don't know how they say this game. Incredibly accurate. Perfect description. I mean, they're just the slowest, most boring offense I've ever seen they kind of remind me of like the washington football team last year yeah <laughs> that's that's very fair <laughs> like they're just so terrible offense just put, putting along our defense was kind of good our defense was probably better than theirs and but, you you know big ben's body has at this point in the season in uh, cold weather like he's got to go to kansas city and he's just like oh uh, this man <laughs> he, he probably was he probably had vacation plans ready, retirement plans, and he's like, yeah. damn. And I got to go play Kansas City. He just kicked our, our ass two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> My farewell tour is over. My emotions aren't as high on this one. Yikers. Tough game. Um, yeah, okay, I yeah. think we're pretty good. I am definitely – the first half is like my bet of the – like I'm glad you're on yeah. that because I was going to – as long as you were on that, I was like I'm making this my bet of the week. If you weren't on that, I was like, shit, maybe I need to double think this. Yeah. But all right, cool. That works. In. <laughs> Down. Market. Um, all right, last game, Monday. God, I love wild card weekend. Like you just – you get three great days. Could you imagine if the national – like if you had the NFL game starting at like noon – and then you had the national oh. championship on that Saturday. I would never leave oh. the house. I'd probably gain ten pounds that day. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, <laughs> that yeah, would be that'd great. Be the best. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get that going. But still, three days of football. Cardinals, Rams. These two teams. I would want to fade these teams if they were playing anybody else, probably except for the Steelers. But they're playing each other, so I can't. I am I, really negative on both these teams. So I'm going to need yeah. you to either inject some positivity into me or continue us on this negativity train because the way these two teams, to me, are limping into the playoffs is yeah. I I mean, I'm more nervous for the Cardinals in this game even though they've been a freight train on the road. I, I don't like either of these teams right now. Yeah, I don't either. And it's, I just feel like this is just fitting just to kind of be the Monday game so I can <laughs> think about it. Um, think about it all day long. Monday holiday, by the way. Yes. Everyone should be off work, and if you're not, you, you should be. Uh, Correct. Need to look for a new uh, job. Yeah, look for a new job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is a tough one. One thing that I am kind of looking at, and a lot of books aren't offering it, but I have kind of done some deep digging. There are a lot of books that I've seen the Cooper Cup player uh, receiving prop is at like 105. And that's, I mean, that's Ooh. a big number. And I mean, I know Cooper Cup, he averaged more than 105 a game this season, but just playoff time, it's just different, in my opinion. And that's that's a big number. So I, I might go under that. Um, and I believe in the two games he played the Cardinals, he had like 123 in one game, and the other game was like 62. Um, just 105 just seems that's just such a high wide receiver prop to me. Kind of like where um, your head's at there, especially because Stafford's play has been 
Yeah. Decreasing. I mean, what? He's got like yeah. nine or ten interceptions in the last like four games. <laughs> the interceptions have been crazy. And so, I mean, that's, you know, a massive concern. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with this game. I'm kind of just, I'm more, but like you said, more concerned about the Cardinals than I. I'm with you on that. I'm more concerned about the Cardinals. Um, I just, something about that team and getting late into the season. And it just doesn't seem to work out for them. It just I I, I can't figure out why, but um, it just doesn't. Um, there's, there's rumors maybe JJ Watt can play, which would be cool. Um, yeah, be you know, huge. I like, I like watching like watching JJ Watt play, so that'd be nice. Um, but I can't give I can't make a pick yet. I, I'm leaning Rams, but I, I literally today Friday or Friday January 14th. Yeah, I, I can't firmly make a pick on this. Yeah, if you want to be a Cardinals backer, I have a lot more nervousness, nervous energy with that than I do with the Rams. Now, like all things, because we're in COVID season and all that, like I'm holding off on this game until we get a little bit closer to it. JJ would be huge. Uh, like the defense, the numbers with yeah. JJ playing versus when he's not for that defense in virtually every statistical category is a pretty good chunk better when he's in the game and it'd be huge for the Rams matchup because if they can put him on the inside and bring pressure up the middle like that is a very big thing for them um but yeah both these teams make me say and you you hit it right there with the like you can almost set your clock or watch to it like get late to the season Cliff Kingsbury teams just fall apart. It was the same story in college. It's the same story in the NFL. They just kind of fall apart. And the Hopkins injury really handicapped this team. Um, I think if they want any form of success, they're really going to have to be efficient running the ball. Um, And, you know, Connor's banged up. So, like, it's tough. And the Rams, though... The Stafford thing is wildly concerning. I kind of made the off the cuff yeah. comment when he got signed, like this doesn't change much. Um, like it changes a little bit. He's a better upgrade than Jared Goff. But like at the time, I was like, if you had got him five years ago, I might be more excited. But mm-hmm. and then when I looked into it, we did our pre stuff. I was I definitely got more excited, but it was kind of the initial shock. I should have gone with my initial reaction because he's sliding as the season's gone on. I mean, the interceptions are a problem. Yeah. You know, the defense. It's tough. I mean, I, the Rams have more game changers on their team than the Cardinals do. Just pure facts. So the Cardinals have to play their best football, and you got to hope the Rams play at like 80% of what they can bring to the table. Even when they go 100%, I don't think they're winning the Super Like, I don't think they've really got any shot of winning the Super Bowl this year. Maybe I'll be wrong because, you know, we've seen teams out of Wild Card Weekend go all the way to the ship and turn it around. It's getting to the playoffs and going. But I have legitimate concerns about both these teams. I. At this point in time, without JJ officially in the game, I could not, in good conscience, I don't think take the Cardinals, which is weird because we're very favorite heavy right now, is what I'm realizing. But like, I just, I have a hard time with them. They just fall apart, and they they're outside of that Cowboys game, which I don't know if you would say that the Cardinals really went out there and won it. I would say the Cowboys more lost that game. Yeah, they have played really bad down the stretch for the Cardinals. Yeah, they played horrible. Um, yeah, I like what you said. Where it just where it comes down to just the playmakers. I mean, you know, you got Cooper Cup. Um, I mean, you have Odell. Odell's not, you know, he's not put up huge yards, but I mean, he just he's finding the end zone like yes. every weekend now. I mean, he's become just serious end zone threat. Van Jefferson. So I mean, they 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 have the weapons. Um, and you just gotta, like you said, I, the way you put it was the, the Cardinals got to play their best game. Kyler's got to go off. Yep. Um, and I just I think that'd be kind of hard against you know they also have a lot of talent on their defense in LA so I just yeah I'm the more there the more confident I am with the Rams I'm still you know kind of holding off on that but you kind of talked me into the Rams I think there yeah I'm holding off for now I haven't I'm not placing a wager right now on this one but I I I right now don't have a lot of faith in picking the Cardinals at all so yeah. <laughs> all right cool well that does it um it's gonna be I think a solid weekend we're starting off with a banger and we'll see how the rest of it goes um any final thoughts before we wrap this up on the coaching NFL season anything going forward here um no it's, I'm excited for this weekend and just yeah the whole coaching thing I mean there's just what you said seven open jobs right now I think that's the number yeah I'm gonna be just interested to see just kind of where everyone goes and just how many new names we see. Cause I'm just, I'm kind of tired of seeing the same names just, you know, 
Dude, it's a cesspool in the NFL. Like the, the amount of dudes that get, and there's no Saban rehab program in the NFL like there is in college. Yeah. Like we see coaches yeah. go through that program, come back out, and be better. Like it, there mm-hmm. isn't that. Like they go back to Bill yeah, Belichick, and they're just kind of their same selves. Like, um, yep. I, I did think the blind, Brian Flores firing was a little odd. Like I, some people were making him out to be like the second coming of God here. Um, like uh, I didn't think that necessarily, but he was a yeah. He was good. Like it, that's a move that could set your franchise back a decade easily, um, potentially. Like I, I don't know. I I thought that one was surprising. I mean, when that happened, I mean, obviously, you know, Ron Rivera was our coach, but I was just kind of like, damn, kind of wish Brian Flores was our coach. I mean, (laughs) yeah. With with the talent he had on that roster, he did a damn fine job. I thought. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there were the rumors that maybe they were at odds in terms of like Deshaun Watson. I don't, I don't, I don't yep. know if actually true. I think everyone kind of heard those rumors. Um, I don't know if anything ever was confirmed there. Um, yeah, it was just surprising. You know, he, just, he led that team, what, like eight wins in the last nine weeks or something? Yeah, I mean, they went from like one and seven. So, yeah. <laughs> like, And he was not a Tua guy. He didn't want to draft Tua, he, and he apparently wanted yeah. Watson. And so there's a disagreement at the quarterback, which, yeah, I would agree that's hard to coach a football team if you don't like the quarterback that you just invested in. But I mean, he got those guys rolling in a team that was like not super talented top to bottom roster wise. I don't know. I think he could in another spot, he could be very good. We'll see. I I thought, you know, two years he did a very good job, but I don't know. I'm very worried that, God, this would really suck. And they would get so hooked if this happened, but I'm so worried that, you know, he goes to like the giants and he brings Watson to New York. I would be like, this franchise went from being the biggest laughing stock to Valley of Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson. Oh, that would suck. That better not happen. Yeah. I'd be terrible. <laughs> any, any chance? I don't, I haven't followed in a minute, but could the Texans hire him and Watson stay with Houston? I don't think so. Cause I think the organization's done with him, but thought i thought like couldn't he just because they paid his and they paid him this entire year watson so they didn't like they still have his rights i think so like, i mean i didn't even really ever think of that i don't know because they just fired their coach theory so you hire yeah, brian flores if watson wants to play with him and the legal stuff goes fine and he's fine with your i think the bridges are pretty burned with that organization last i remember I from kind of think so too early but i was wondering like i don't know i mean if I was the GM of the Texans and owner, I'd at least give a call to Watson or his people and be like, hey, would this change anything if we hired Brian Flores? Or at least interviewed him and saw if he was a fit. Like, Yeah, that'd be interesting. But then you got to think, like, since Brian Flores, hopefully he has more uh, offers than just Houston. I would agree. I think, I think the, yeah, I, I would hope the Bears might, you know, if you're a yeah. Bears fan, I'd hope they at least interview him. Like you said, the Giants will, I would assume. But then again, that organization is a dumpster fire. So they'll probably they'll probably talk to the cafeteria worker before they talk to Brian Flores. Um, the Giants, the Giants, they did two years with the coach, two years with the coach, and two years with the coach. They did that so fast that I completely forgot Shermer ever coached that. Team. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought it was Coughlin the McAdoo, but. <laughs> they also they also it's appeared that they just got bullied into firing Joe Judge. Like all the reporting did not seem like they wanted to fire him and then they just kind of got bullied into it. Maybe that's not the case, but that is certainly how it appears from the outside. <laughs> I think that's I mean, that's what happened with Philly last year and Doug Peterson. Yeah. I mean they they got bullied and you know, Doug Peterson let Washington win. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they just say, "Oh, fuck this! He's gone." I think how the same thing happened with Joe Judge when he, you know, ran a QB sneak on third and nine. Oh my God, three yards wide. <laughs> I think that was it. They were just like, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. And that play just kept getting recycled through all of media formats. <laughs> like you couldn't hide from that at all. Like that was it. I couldn't believe what my eyes were looking at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't either. Just as a fan, I, I generally want to lose games you know the last game of the season for draft position but just i wanted to beat joe judge when they came out of that formation i was like oh my god yes we stopped them they're gonna punch this is great (laughs) oh god what a what a two years joe judge was (laughs) i mean sure was whatever i this is all part of my like beginning of the season i want a voodoo curse on the giants and that organization for their stupid fucking taunting rule that mayor fucking was gun home for so whatever i wish them nothing but the worst 
Yeah, I've wished them nothing but the worst. So maybe a voodoo doctor or something heard that somewhere in the country and fulfilled my promises to curse that organization. So we'll see. Maybe that'll, that'll be good for you if we can get that going. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else. Just hope the Bucks win. Otherwise, my life's really going to suck, and then we're going to go from there. So <laughs> that, that's where we're at. I can't that's lose to, I can't lose to Philly. That's cannot yeah, lose to Philly. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to watch that either. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Um, as always, peace.